Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of this unbelievable life. Today I have Zing Claude Felter on with me. And for those of you that don't follow him on social media, I love seeing uh, what he's been up to, you know, and so we're just going to jump in with a bio and then I'm going to let him take it away. But first, he is a native of Evansville. He graduated from Harrison High School and then from the University of Southern Indiana with a degree in journalism. Zane serves as the senior sports editor at the Spencer County Journal Democrat and the contributing editor for the Paxton Media Group. He works as a public address announcer for the Evansville Otters, University of Southern Indiana, and the University of Evansville. He's also a youth director at Aldersgate United Methodist Church. And today he's going to talk about how he got started in public address announcing and building on those opportunities. Zane, take it away. Yeah, no. So I'm really thankful my opportunity to get into public address announcing started my freshman year in college. A couple of buddies who were going to school outside of Evansville were back uh, over fall break. And so we went to a Harrison football game and the person and teacher who was the public address announcer at Harrison when we were in school wasn't doing it anymore. And so for whatever reason that night, it, the idea popped in my mind, hey, I should reach out to Harrison and see if they, you know, need someone. So I did. And then the first time I reached out, I reached out to the actual school principal and they shut me down. And so I actually didn't let that deter me. I then reached out to people I actually knew, the athletic director, because I had uh, played golf at Harrison and I was around the athletics side of the school, um, you know, as a high school student. And then some of the coaches uh, that I knew I would have in my corner, my golf coach, uh, Coach Hart, uh, football coach Harvey Robbins, uh, they were the ones that really went to bat for me uh, without any experience doing public address. And they were able uh, to convince the higher ups at Harrison to, to give me a chance. The first ever game I did public address announced for was a Harrison bossy football game. My freshman year in college, it was the season finale for both. My dad was my spotter. I had no previous training um, in public address announcing. So what I did is I basically tried to take everything that I had heard from public address announcers going to sporting events growing up as a kid and kind of morph it into my own style. And so I did that Harrison bossy football game and I wasn't, I wasn't a train wreck where they invited me back to do some basketball games. And then eventually I started doing every Harrison uh, athletic sporting event in football, basketball, and baseball uh, while an undergrad. And it was doing Harrison baseball where the Otters opportunity really opened up for me. Um, I was a junior in college. It was April. Harrison was playing a doubleheader against a team, a high school from Wisconsin. And because they were traveling all the way down to Evansville, instead of playing at Harrison's normal home field on the east side, they wanted to play at Bossy Field for all of the obvious reasons, the, the beautiful ballpark, the historical nature of it. And as Harrison's public address announcer, I had the opportunity to do public address for that game at Bossy Field. And it was during the, that doubleheader that someone who I did not know, but then later uh, knew really well through working at for the Otters, they came up to the press box and they asked a really vague question. Would you like to work more games here? And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. And I thought, you know, being a junior in college that he was talking about high school baseball because I know Bossy Field, you know, basically has one or two high school games a night in the spring. Well, I never heard back 
from anyone over the course of the spring and it got into June and I received a phone call from someone at the Evansville Otters and they told me that they had one person that season doing both public address and MC work and they were going to be out of town for a Saturday home game to attend a wedding and they asked would I be interested in filling in and I said oh absolutely absolutely so I do remember that first Otters game I did in 2000 I was had just turned 21 years old and I was I mean it was a Saturday night 4,000 fans at Bossy Field it was a compelling game and I tried to take in every moment that I could because I didn't know when I was going to get that opportunity uh, to do another Otters baseball game and so that game wrapped up uh, before I left I wanted to thank uh, the general manager manager at the time, Liam Miller, for the opportunity. And I saw him in the front office entrance at Bossy Field after the game. I reached out my hand to thank him. And he asked me, how would you like to come back tomorrow and for the rest of the season? And that's how I got my start at the Evansville Otters. And really, the more I think back about that moment, it the further we get from it, the more appreciative I am because 13 years later, you know, I'm still with the Evansville Otters and the opportunities that have opened because of that have been numerous. And one thing that I find incredible about just my path and, and the journey that I've, I've taken is all, all of the public address announcing jobs that I have, I never had to try out for. I just, someone heard my voice, liked it, thankfully, and, and gave me opportunities. Now, I have since then applied for other and perhaps bigger public address announcing gigs, and I've struggled, I think, um, with that interview process because you actually do have to try out. So instead of doing the natural thing and just kind of doing what you're accustomed to, it starts to get in your mind. Okay, well, what do you think they want from me? What type of style do they want? Where all the opportunities, starting with the Otters and then with the University of uh, Evansville and the University of Southern Indiana, it, it was just simply about being heard. No job for me in college was too, too small. And and that's one thing I, I, I would stress to, to someone who's in high school who is like me that wanted to be involved in sports, uh, you know, in college and post-college, but just didn't have the athletic ability to play. I want to stress that you got to take any opportunity that's presented to you. Um, if Harrison, when I was in college, would have said, okay, you can do one baseball game a week and that's it, I would have jumped at that, jumped at that opportunity because it was something. And I'm thankful um, – to, to have this Evansville community growing up here and knowing so many people and having so many people in my corner that it really made it easier for me to kind of get these opportunities. And some ask, well, why didn't you want to leave Evansville and, and try to do this elsewhere? Well, because I don't have that support network here. And so everything kind of tied in. And the amazing thing is, you know, I was an undergrad at USI but it was actually UE between the two universities that allowed me to start doing games first. And that was due in large part to uh, some connections 
who worked at the Otters, who also happened to work for the University of Evansville. So it's really amazing how things are kind of tied in and intertwined together. And, you know, I, I think back and every different public address announcing role that I have has its own unique set of challenges. Um, at Bossy Field, for me, on a particular game day, there are more uh, responsibilities on my end than, say, the University of Evansville, the University of Southern Indiana. There's a lot more planning, it seems, at Bossy Field because you have the minor league slash professional baseball um, environment where there's more promotions, there's more things on and off the field, um, there's more entertainment um, assets that go along with the actual game itself. Uh, with the universities, you know, their scripts are really bulleted down to a timing sheet and that, you, you know, you, you go off the spe specific times. A lot of these games are being broadcast on like an ESPN Plus or an ESPN3 where the Otters, we have a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more wiggle room. There are some days where I really like the set timesheet script and structure that I get at the universities. But then there are other times where you have to go off script. And it's weird for me to say that as a public address announcer that that it's okay to go off script. But sometimes it's okay to go off script. And I've learned that in 12 prior years at the Otters that working in sports, not everything is going to go completely 100% to plan. And it was when I realized that in my second or third year at the Otters, where, yeah, we want everything in a game operation and game set up to go right, but then understanding, just like with umpires, just like with the players in the field, there's the human element to it all, right? So we, we have to strive for perfection and settle for excellence, and that's one of the mantras I try to live by every day. It's the email signature that I have. Anytime I send an email, it's, it's that quote, and I attribute that to Terry Hefner, who was a former IU football coach, and I think he had got that quote from Don Shula and kind of made that quote his own. But I've learned various things in my public address announcing roles and through those roles of public address announcing, as sports evolve and change, we've seen changes in technology, changes in how sports are being covered and opportunities from public address announcing have really blossomed and allowed me other opportunities here locally with the University of Southern Indiana going into Division I athletics. They have now added exposure being on ESPN Plus. And being a public address announcer for my alma mater for almost a decade has now opened doors to that. And once again, it all started just with a simple question as a freshman in college, if I could get some announcing work in. And I wasn't asking for a lot of pay. I was just asking for, for anything. And, and in fact, I think I, my initial request, just because I was trying to get into the door, is I'll just do it for the resume building experience. And then I was fortunate enough where the EVSC and Harrison High School said, okay, well, we'll give you something for that. So no opportunity is, is, too, is too small because an opportunity is an opportunity. And I'm thankful that my parents you know, really instilled that if you, if you want to do and want to chase your dream, you're going to have to put in the, the hours to do it. You're going to have to be persistent with it. And you're going to have to show those people around you that you are invested in your craft and you're going to continue to get better. And I, I certainly hope uh, those who heard my first ever uh, game behind the microphone at Enlow Field back in 2008, 
I hope they would say now that um, my voice probably sounds the same, but my technique and deli delivery is better. And I'm always, always, always trying to get better, uh, even though I've been doing this now for, for over a decade. And that's, that's crazy uh, for me to believe. And I've, I've tried to expand. I still have dreams and aspirations um, that I'd, I'd love to, to reach. I'm only 32 years old, um, so I feel like I still have time. Uh, but doesn't mean I want to leave the Evansville area. I, I love living here in Evansville. I live downtown. I love the local sports community. Uh, I just recently wrapped up uh, the week-long Division II Elite Eight here in town that the Evansville Sports Commission uh, co-hosts with the Great Lakes Valley Conference. Uh, being the public address announcer for the NCAA Division II National Championship is my favorite event of the year and not because it's on cbs and you can hear my voice in the background on network tv but it's because you can see the pure passion and the genuine enthusiasm for sports and i can i'm very very fortunate because when i do basketball i'm up close and center uh of, of all the action so i can see uh that the the joy and the pride those players feel the moment the buzzer sounds and the confetti falls at Ford Center when they've won a national championship. And so being a part of that experience, just, you know, having a small part of it really warms my heart when I see those players embracing and celebrating because not only um, have they won a national championship, but this community of Evansville and, and not just myself, but everyone else involved in, in putting on that Elite Eight um, you know, we did our part to help them celebrate doing something amazing. So I'm very fortunate here in Evansville that this community has invested itself into not only um, drawing bids to host these NCAA championships and other sporting events, but then their continued persistence to make sure that those events stay in Evansville. And I'm thankful that for at least two more years, the NCAA Division II National Championships will call Ford Center home. So I'm, you know, I wouldn't have the op opportunities that I've had if I grew up in another community, not Evansville. You know, Evansville might be, you know, the, the midway point between Indianapolis and Nashville or the midway point between St. Louis and Louisville on the interstate. Uh, but for me, it really is a, a hotbed of, of sports. And, and I'm thankful for all of the opportunities uh, that Evans will be in the sports market that it is, uh, that I, you know, arrived, I guess, at the right place in the right time uh, to be able to maximize that for things that I was dreaming of as a kid. I love it. And I can totally appreciate and see your passion and enthusiasm for sports. Uh, being on the other side of it, um, I'm a D1 official's wife. And so I love seeing the flip side of what's going on in the box because um, he's out on the field. And so I can just, I, I just value learning your perspective on it. And just a few of the lessons I just wanted to recap. And I think that you touched so beautifully on um, one that it's okay to go off script. You know, one of the mantras that I live by is expect the unexpected. You know, when I was with Smile on Down Syndrome and planning events, you know, life's going to throw you curveballs and yeah. learning to be flexible is such a critical life skill. So I love that. But then jumping on opportunity, you know, I, I did a, a talk last week and that was one of the things I tried to drive home with people is that never miss an opportunity because you never know when you're going to get it again. Um, 
and one of the other lessons I've learned in life, and it sounds like you're you're taking this to heart too, is the worst someone can say is no. And I love that you you had your persistence to go after yeah. what you wanted and you figured out the right channels to do it. And that no job is too small. Um, it's all about gaining experience. So thank you, Zane, for sharing your unbelievable life. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. And I just thank everyone for listening and I wish everybody a blessed and wonderful day.